everybody, welcome to the Stream Team. I'm Patrick Stinson, and this is the show where we check out everything that's streaming so you don't have to because you're busy. We know you're busy, and you're about to be busier because summer has officially started. So we are kicking off the summer with a kick-butt episode of the Stream Team. Cue the music. Coming up on today's show, Summer of Soul will rock your world. It's unbelievable concert footage that was forgotten about for 50 years and features some of the biggest names in music. One thing's for sure. I'm done running from my past. Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow gets her first standalone film, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe will never be the same. And we're unearthing the ugly truth in Rise Again, Tulsa and the Red Summer, a story that will blow your mind once you learn the truth. Joining the stream team today, we have host and film critic Andrew Freund from Dish Nation. He is the Ethel to my Lucy. And joining, <laughs> That's us, me. joining us for the very first time, Carla Renata, AKA the Kirby Critic. Carla, thank you for joining us. I know all your friends told you not to. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Okay, here's the scenario we're playing off of today. Your family, your friends, you guys have rented a fabulous beach house for the summer. I mean, it is Mariah Carey fabulous. You play all day long, but at night you come home and you make some cocktails, you pour some wine, and you want to watch something. Andrew, what are you going to watch? Go. Well, the first thing I'm going to watch is one of the biggest blockbusters of the summer, Black Widow. Yes, you can go to the theater, but you can also stream it on Disney Plus with Premiere Access. Let's take a look at this clip. Put your seatbelts on. She's such a mom. So you guys, this film is interesting because it is a prequel, because as we know, Scarlett Johansson's character died at the end of Endgame, which was of course the huge Avenger um, epic film that happened a few years ago. So in Black Widow, we get to learn the backstory of how she came to be and how she kind of formed into this insane superhero that we now see. Now, I will say with full transparency, it was not my favorite Marvel film because I thought there were some elements where the story dragged a little. However, there are some epic, epic action sequences that we have come to know and love from all Marvel films. We also have David Harbour, who is hilarious as the Red Guardian, and we have Florence Pugh, who plays Scarlet's sister in the film. Um, it's a wild ride of a film, you know, even though it might not be, you know, the most cinematic um, narrative film in the Marvel Universe, we just kind of needed it right now. We just need to have that popcorn movie where we sit back and watch the rides and watch the ride because there is a scene, uh, one of the scenes, I don't want to give too much away, one of the scenes in, in the film, which takes place in the air, that is one of the most insane action sequences I've ever seen out of any film ever, because Marvel just takes it up a level. But I will say I had a good time watching it. It was definitely a wild ride. And I hear, I haven't seen it yet, but I hear they also promote a lot of uh, girl power and women empowerment kind of situations, which is always good. Yeah, there are, it's funny, I was at a shoot the other day with, with a bunch of stunt women, and in this film, 
you know, there are hundreds of stunt women and they have these huge battle scenes. So there is an element of women empowerment. Um, you don't need no man for sure, especially when it comes to this film. Uh, and you just see these women so powerful fighting uh, these dudes, also taking on these huge guys and just beating the shit out of them, Patrick. So if you ever just wanted to beat the shit out of someone, male or female, watch Black Widow. Excellent. Also, we'll, we'll, we'll have to get our bleeper ready. Guys, get our bleeper ready. Excellent. Now, uh, Carla, in the uh, stream team beach house, everyone's not gonna wanna watch fiction or fluff. So we have something a little bit more serious with Rise Again. Yes, Rise Again, the Tulsa and the Red Summer. It is a mind-blowing documentary, like you um, mentioned in the beginning of the intro, produced by Nat Geo, and is streaming now on Hulu as well. So take a look and a listen to this little clip. Barbaric violence was committed against Black people across this country. Kerosene was dropped from an airplane. Why did nobody ever teach us this? because they didn't want you to know. I told you it was gonna blow your mind. So, you know Dawn Porter from the John Lewis documentary, Good Trouble. You know her from The Way I See It, the documentary that uh, centers around White House photographer Pete Souza. But now she's gone to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and she's dealing with the Red Summer. Now the coin phrase Red Summer comes from all the blood that was shed during the summers of 1917 to 1923, particularly in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where a town called Greenwood experienced something on the street called Black Wall Street, where the businesses were burnt down, houses were burnt down, and it just is mind-blowing to me that this is not a part of American history and that I didn't learn this in school. I know y'all didn't probably learn it in school. So it's an educational trip down memory lane that we don't necessarily want to go down. And recently, they excavated some bodies that people were saying weren't there. So that's the, the big reveal toward the end of the documentary, which is moderated and hosted by Washington Post reporter, Deneen Brown. You're gonna love it. Carla, I have to tell you, when you told me you were gonna talk about this, I said, I'm gonna check it out. So I hit play. And then at one point I hit pause and I said, why am I today years old and just hearing the phrase Red Summer? Like today, just hearing the phrase Red Summer, it really is. And it's a tough subject, but it is really a masterclass in storytelling. Like they just, they just did a beautiful job of telling the story. Yeah, it is a masterclass in, in storytelling, but it's also a moment, like you said, sitting around during the summer where you might not necessarily want to watch an MCU film. This is something that a whole family can watch and be educated, every generation, every child, every adult. And learn something that, like you said, we didn't learn in school. Mm -mm. <laughs> I, I, I think a, a lot of people only really found out about this until they watched Watchmen, because Watchmen kind of was the uh, basis yep. sort of for what, but so, it, but I totally agree with you. I cannot wait to check this out. It was really fantastic and very, very well done. Okay, stick around. We have more The Stream Team coming up next. Okay, we're gonna switch gears just a little bit. The musical documentary that everyone will be talking about, and I do mean everyone will be talking about, is Summer of Soul, and in a word, it is spectacular. Music was changing, and revolution was coming together. We are a new people. We are a beautiful people. 
that concert took my life from black and white into color. Okay, Summer of Soul is a documentary about the Harlem Culture Festival, a music festival that took place in 1969, around the same time that Woodstock was happening. So this became known as the Black Woodstock. It's literally thousands of black folks, beautiful black folks, attending this series of concerts with music superstars. And we're talking super, superstars. Stevie Wonder, B.B. King, Gladys Knight and the Pips. The Fifth Dimension, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, and Mahalia Jackson. And this whole concert series was filmed, but now get this, the film was lost for a, like 50 years, just in, stuck in someone's basement or somewhere. And we're just now finding out about it because the musician Quest Love got his hands on it and he compiled it into this beautiful film about music, about the civil rights era, about all of that. It's, it's so well done and it is surprisingly emotional. I will tell you guys that I was shocked at how I cried at this film and how I ugly cried at this film. Like, I don't know why, and I still don't know why, and I uh, I can't figure it out. I just know, like, I saw some video, I saw some footage, and it was so beautiful. The people there were so beautiful. And, you know, uh, a lot of times, as black folks, we're not allowed to gather in that numbers unless something is wrong. And this was, it was here just for the music. And it was beautiful, it builds to different things. And I'll tell you, by the time that Mahalia Jackson takes the stage in this film, I had slid off of my couch onto the floor with my drink in hand. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I, I'm here for all of it. Listen, Summer Soul will be released in theaters, but it's also gonna be released on Hulu, so you can enjoy it there. I recommend, and I know this is the stream team, but I recommend going to the theater because I watched the screener version of it on my little tiny crappy phone. And now I'm gonna be going to the theater on July 2nd when it's released because it was fantastic. Hey, let's not forget about that duet between Mavis Staples and Mahalia Jackson. Yes. That's worth the price of admission alone, that moment right there. That's what I was talking about. When Mavis Staples and Mahalia Jackson took the stage together, I was gone, Carla. I was I, gone. I don't know. How is the sound? Ones. How's the sound quality in the footage? Sound, the sound is beautiful. To, to think that the film was lost for 50, for 50 years, years and it's still this beautiful is really shocking to me. And uh, I predict that we're going to see and hear about this film at My all the award shows. And for Quest, Quest Love, for this to be his first film, for his very first film, it's unbelievable. I was so proud that. of him. I don't, I don't even, that. Yeah, I don't even know him, but I was so proud of him. <laughs> it's so beautiful, so beautiful. Um, all right, so from 1969, we're gonna fast forward a little bit to right now. And obviously, uh, if we're talking young adult, young adult novels, young adult offerings, we're gonna talk Andrew. Andrew, you have some yeah. stuff for the young folks who are hanging out in the stream team beach house. First of all, Patrick, I am extremely young and it's not just the Botox in my face. So we'll just throw that right out there. Botox. Um, uh, so yeah, um, I have two, two things for you. Um, if you're looking for a little, cause I think Carla is looking for a little guilty pleasure. Sometimes you just wanna, you know, uh, disassociate for, you know, a half hour. I have two shows for you. They're both streaming right now on Hulu, full season, so you can watch the whole thing. The first one is called Cruel Summer. All I wanted was to be more like Kate Wallace. Pretty and popular. Full necklace. To have a life just like hers. But instead, 
I got this. Get her out of here! Go! The most hated girl in America. Now, Cruel Summer is a very splashy, kind of gossip girl-esque um, YA mystery about a girl who was kidnapped and the girl who may or may not have seen her in this kidnapping. So the series delves into kind of who saw what, when they saw what, all very attractive people. I'll just throw that out there. So if you're just looking to see some hot 20 year olds, Cool Summer's the show for you. Um, but it's just really fun and splashy. Um, the sets are really fun. The cast is really fun. So if you're kind of just looking for, you know, a little uh, guilty pleasure, Cruel Summer's for you. Another show that I've gotten into is Love, Victor. Now, Love, Victor just recently premiered their season two. I'm too gay to be in the locker rooms, but I'm not gay enough for Benji and his friends. Tell me that you support me. It's a lot for me to wrap my head around. Do you think you ever will? He's my son, and it's who he is. I have to. Love, Victor is based on the 2018 film Love, Simon. So the show takes place with two characters, Victor and Benji, their boyfriends. Um, and it's a show that we don't really, we haven't seen a lot of. We haven't seen uh, young gay youth in a kind of mainstream media Hulu type show. And it's basically like The Breakfast Club, but the characters are a well mixed diverse cast. Uh, and we really dive deep into what a young gay relationship is like in high school, which again, is not something we have seen a lot on screen. The acting I will say in this show is phenomenal. These young actors, you really feel for everything they're going through. You also feel for Victor and Benji's relationship. Uh, and I just love the show. I've, I've fallen in love with the characters. I've fallen in love with the overall series, to be quite frank. And you do see some people from the original uh, film, they make cameos in the series. Uh, I cannot wait for season three. I'm assuming there's gonna be a season three, by the way, that uh, season two left off. So I'm gonna cross my fingers. Andrew, I gotta tell you, like being the cynic that I am, when I first heard about Love, Victor, uh, as being the spinoff, if you will, from Love, Simon, I thought, well, that's not, not gonna work. They're gonna run that into the ground. It works perfectly. It's adorable. It's really, it's really well done. It works perfectly. Yeah, I, I really attribute it to the acting and also the writing. The writing on the show is very smart, very current. They have jokes on there that reference, you know, Kardashians, that reference Drag Race, that reference everything that's right now in the zeitgeist. So when you're watching it, you're like, wait, I just heard about this or what? And I, I really attribute that to the writing and the acting is superb. Well done. And we'll be back with more of the Scream Team. Welcome back everyone. You're watching the Stream Team. All right, so we are not done, however, though, with the coming of age dramas. Carla, uh, we have David Makes Man, which comes with some pretty heavy hitters when, it, uh, when, when we're talking about executive producers, the likes of uh, Michael B. Jordan and Oprah Winfrey. That's not too bad. Nope, not too shabby at all. And it was created by Terrell Alvin McRaney, who we know from Moonlight. So I'm like, yay, I'm all yay. about that. <laughs> all about it um, in my Oprah voice. <laughs> <laughs> but David Makes Man um, centers around this young man in Florida who um, is looking for a way out of this neighborhood that he lives in that's not so stellar. And the thing that I love about it is that Terrell McGraney does this thing where he writes, you know how 
when we're talking to somebody, oftentimes a whole nother thought process is happening in our heads, but the person that we're talking to can't hear it. He takes that and he puts it on the screen, which I think is brilliant. And he also takes the two young men and he ages them up. So we see them as little boys and we see them as adults so that we can see the difference of what they were like when they lived in that neighborhood and what they look like when they get out. Season one is already airing. Season two begins streaming on June 22nd. So we get to see where they left off with season one, where David is now grown up. His brother is grown up. His brother becomes a cop, which is a whole different set of circumstances for somebody that lives in the hood. And we deal with black therapy. We deal with black people in therapy, which in the black community is taboo. Black people do not like to go to therapy. They just don't. But that is becoming, you know, not so much a thing anymore. People are starting to embrace it a little bit more. And we're also dealing with the premise of a single mother and how difficult that is to raise two boys in the hood by yourself and we have a little me too situation going on with her so it's a it's a lot to unpack with that series but it is beautifully done it looks like a movie every single episode i loved it and carly you're absolutely right about the black community and therapy because the black community thinks of therapy as girl get over it that's that, that's been our therapy for years so to have a show that actually addresses it is real real really nice for uh for all of us for everyone involved really Yep, real talk. It is it in the way they handle it is really well done. It's really, really well done. Excellent. All right, um, Carla and Andrew, I'm about to get weird on you now. Uh oh. Um, Please. My, my my last selection is the Great Pottery Throwdown, and it is phenomenal. The Great Pottery Throwdown. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Bitch, okay. you're getting wild. I know. You're getting wild. <laughs> the Great Pottery Throwdown. Okay, hit me with it. It is a British reality competition show about pottery that is absolutely captivating. And I know you think that pottery can't be exciting. It, bowls, bases, and vessels can't be thrilling. But this is as good as it gets when it comes to reality competition shows. It has drama because stuff explodes, stuff shatters. It's got a suspense because you never know how something's going to turn out until it actually turns out. But my favorite part of it, my favorite part of the whole thing is they have one of the judges, big burly guy named Keith Jones. He is drawn to tears when he sees good pottery or when he sees someone making the effort to make good pottery. Check out Keith crying. I really, I really like this bowl. <laughs> Got a couple of tears out of Keith. It almost set me off. I really like it. Guys, uh, I'll tell you, if you're a fan of the great British baking show, this is exactly the same show, except instead of putting cakes and pies in the oven, they're putting plates and vases in the kiln, and it is fantastic. There are four seasons, and I challenge each and each and every one of you to go watch one or two episodes and tell me you didn't get addicted. Tell me you didn't get addicted. And Carla, I, I have zero, zero desire to watch this show. I know, listen, listen, I've told, I've told all my friends about it. They think I'm crazy. I've told my family about it. They blocked me. So I know that, but uh -huh. I would, Carla, ask me, Carla, ask me how much they win. How much does the winner win? 
How much does the winner win, Patrick? Andrew, ask me how much the winner wins. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> well, Carla, I'll answer your question. <laughs> they don't win anything. Oh, they win. Oh, shocker. There's no money. Shocker. <laughs> they win. They don't a, get no money? Oh, that's, they, that, that ain't even worth it. They win like, a you trophy for? made of pottery. Oh they're, my God. Oh, hell guys, no. Guys, no. They're, not here. they're not here for the money. You two are so American. They're here. <laughs> yeah, why, I am. Why do I want to see a bunch of old British people make pots? It's not, it's why, young, I, no, there's, there's, there's young people. They do some nude pottery situations also. Did you say nude pottery? Oh, oh, no, oh, oh everyone's on. interested now. Oh, wait, now <laughs> you're saying there's nude pottery? Now this might be interesting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> The Great Pottery Throwdown. It is on HBO Max. I I implore you to watch it. I implore you. Um, Carla, thank you so much for joining us today. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Carla, before we go, tell people where they can see you, where we can catch up with you, social media and all that stuff. How do we get in contact of the Kirby Critic? You can find The Curvy Critic across all social platforms under that moniker, The Curvy Critic. And you can also find me on YouTube at 5 o'clock for The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata every Sunday. And Andrew, what about you? Not so curvy, but still a critic. Where, where can we find you? Um, you can watch me on television on Dish Nation, Monday through Friday. Check your local listings. I don't know what time we air where, but we're all good country. Um, you can also hear me on Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius XM, Monday through Friday. And you can find me on Instagram at Andrew Freund. And also, you can find us all watching the Great Pottery Throwdown because we're going to get together. We're going to have <laughs> no, cocktails. No, we're not. We're that is not happening, boo. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Love you mean it, but uh, no. no. We'll talk about this off the air, guys. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time on the stream team.